I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Tech Talk, you got us on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Appreciate you joining us so close to the weekend, which means we are one day away from Red Raider Baseball's home against Texas Southern three-game weekend series. We are live from the first United Bank studio. You can call us on the Visual Edge IT hotline, 806-771-0973. You can also hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, all of that. Welcome there. Take us anywhere with a mobile app brought to you by Happy State Bank. We're also streaming live on Fox 34 News Now and on YouTube. Also on the social media Follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. Just look up Double T 97.3. You can find us there and keep up with all the behind-the-scenes shenanigans we got going over here at the Raymar Compound. Clint Scott with Dr. Mike Gustafson. Ben Porman behind the glass. Gus, you, you just didn't want to stay in Arlington another day, huh? Nah, no, I was, I was ready to get home. Good trip, though. Yeah. Productive for the Red Raiders and got all my stuff done. and Yeah, so no complaints. How would you uh, – okay, so I, I gave this to choice yesterday. Uh, if you are doing your classic grading style grade for the first five games for the long haul in Arlington, how did uh, Red Raider baseball do? I'd probably go with a B. Yeah, um, that's what he gave him. Yeah, the uh, you know, it would have been great to pull off one of the, uh, one of the two you know, teams that are ranked higher – than us, uh, but you know, to be Tennessee and Oregon State, but that didn't happen. But I thought, I mean, just you know, maybe maybe Nebraska's a little bit beneath us. Obviously, UTA is, and that you know, Oregon super regional team last year. I thought they were pretty good when they. Uh, um, I guess they took down OU on the Friday night on the, on Friday. I don't know, it wasn't Friday night, but. And so I remember being pretty impressed by them. So I was, you know, pretty impressed by that win. And so I, I don't know. Well, you know, time will tell. But, you know, hopefully these dudes can peel off about seven in a row and head into Big 12 play on a high note. I think uh, for – Which, by the way, starts in two weeks. <laughs> Isn't that wild? <laughs> yes, it is. It is just – Bonkers. I, I don't know yeah. if we'll – well, I, don't, I, don't, I guess I won't speak for everybody. For me, I don't know – how quickly I will get used to that because it's not going to get any later when no, you add in no. uh, four teams uh, next year as you lose two. How how long will it take for you to get used to that? Yeah, I know. And, I, and I'm reminded that, you know, the Big 12 used to be a 30-game league. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually used to be more than that when Iowa State was still playing baseball in the very early, you know, first four or five years of the league. But the difference is in 2000, about 2008, we came in with the standardized start date. Which I said, means, sorry, I said four schools. Should have said three because yeah, fourth one, to, to Iowa yeah, State, the fourth one won't be playing baseball. Right. Um, the uh, But, yeah, the, the standardized start date in 2008 was when nobody could start their season prior to, you know, the weekend that it is now. It's usually right after Valentine's Day. And so – 
Yeah, so I mean, it really only creates maybe th- three, maybe four weeks of uh, weekends prior to Big 12 yeah. play. And uh, nothing that'll get you uh, ready for competition quite like Texas Southern, right? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> this feels I, like I'm, – I'm, this just feels like one of those weekends that um, – not that you have to go out and beat them 30-1 to 1 every single game by any means, but you would like to see at least a couple of beatdowns this yeah, weekend, right? Some style point type stuff. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's not anything you're going to hear out of the team, but sure. it's one of those things that – I'm not yeah, on the team, as, I can say it. As fans, yeah, if, if we walk in here on Monday and there's a bunch of four to three wins, yeah. it'll be this angsty teeth gnashing. One the really good part about this is we've got a good weekend, like a good weather, like mm-hmm. all weekend. You know, sunshine and I heard you say this on the broadcast, uh, and I could not back this up more. You said, you know, tomorrow, if you're looking for a uh Ask off early oh gosh, sort of day. Yes. Tomorrow's going to be beautiful. Home opener on top of it. For a lot of people, first time you'll get the opportunity here in the area who didn't get to travel to Arlington to, you know, have in-person eyes on the team. And, boy, I, could, I couldn't back that up enough. I said well, especially do when Ask you, off. <laughs> I mean, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of years. I think in 2020, I think, maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was in 2020. Uh, of course, little did we know what was about to happen. But I think our Geo and I broadcast that, and it was it was on Fox Southwest at the time, and uh, and I think the temperature was like 38. Now it wasn't a crazy windy, bonkers snowing 38 or anything like that. It was just 38. It was really cold, and uh, and there was a decent decent attendance there just because of opening day. You know, yeah. all right, here we go. But lots of blankets and stuff like that. Man, tomorrow we're going to be like, you're going to have to be wearing sunscreen out there tomorrow and Saturday for sure. And Sunday, I mean, all three days, like, you'd be getting the Dan tan where you get one side of your face cooked if you're not careful. I have borderline needed sunscreen just walking to my truck in the mornings and then uh, back to the truck so in the evenings walk, to like leave. Two miles or what? Well, no, it's just that's how just quickly that I burn. And it does not take that strong of light or heat to, you know, really get me nice and red and tomato ish. So I almost have to, like, Sprint you, to the truck. Do you observe start that? Start hissing at it like a vampire. Yeah. Do you observe that when you're uh, out uh, fishing? Do you like put on the? I I have uh, numerous very light clothing, long yeah, sleeves. Long sleeve. Yeah, it's a good idea. Um, and and I'm I mean my. Get you a I've, I've got I've got yeah. a family history of skin cancer too. Well, yeah. <laughs> so like, and I, your pasty white. Yes. Yeah, well, this probably goes hand in hand right. a little bit. That does not help. Um, yeah, and and I'm conscientious of that. But this is where like very thankful for many things about my wife. She's even more so that way. I'm not great yeah. with the yeah. I'm not great with the sunscreen, but I am. I'm pretty good with. You know, I'm good with layers. A long, yeah, a long sleeve white t-shirt or something, even when it's hot outside. I'm, I'm all right with that. Man, it gets to the month of like August, and I'm like the guy on the bench warmer. She's like drinking the sunscreen under the table. That's yeah. uh, nothing no, like a you. sunscreen smoothie to make sure you don't get I'm, the sun's I'm effect. Going with a lot of br- brimmed hats, you know, like yeah. the like this. Like That's the, what I need. To, I need. I, I've got my my normal hats. I call them like golf hats, although I don't yeah. golf. But like a straw, you know, like straw hats. I call and them stuff. the Saban hats. Yeah, there you yeah. go. That's exactly uh-huh. it. I wear those things a lot. That hats had a history of success. Yep. You know, Choice and I were talking about our bald spots. I'm I'm almost to the point where I'm just gonna have to do them donut. like a protection up there. You could go, uh, Jamie. 
what's his name? Not Lamb. <laughs> Jamie coach Dixon. Dixon, you could go do the comb over deal where you comb it from the front to the back to cover your donut hole. <laughs> Speak. Yeah. Speaking of Jamie Dixon, we have a, a game to catch up with you on, too. Yeah, so, heck yeah. yeah. It is a Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3. The juice when we come back. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Welcome back to Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Time for some headlines. You have the juice, Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, and Ben Foreman behind the glass. Uh, it is, I think, the second Thursday in a row where live coverage for sporting events, we are wide open. Wide open tonight. You went from Tuesday, where it's everything, everywhere, all yeah. the time, to uh, tonight. Yeah, take take the night off. Go, uh, go find your family. Talk That's to right. them. Go, yeah, exactly. Go have a <laughs> Reconnect. <conversation>. Introduce yourself. <laughs> yeah. uh, we do have uh, some finals, of course, from yesterday. We'll start with Red Raider baseball. They fell to Oregon State, a very good Oregon State team, 10-4. to You did put up four runs in the fourth inning, but... Uh, where they took advantage of runners in scoring position, that's something, as far as timely hitting, kind of got you yesterday. Um, and then Oregon State, boy, you, you got to see this front and center. All that they were built up to be and defensively made some pretty nice plays yeah, out there, they, some pretty they, impressive plays. They converted a couple plays that off the bat I'm thinking, hey, man, that's that's base hit, that's getting through or whatever. Not only is it not getting through, they're turning to – you know, like mm-hmm. they ended up, they ended up dazzling me. Uh, uh, you know, with with their defense. I mean, it, you know, they made a couple plays that changed that game. Lady Raider basketball, boy, pushed Texas to the very, very brink in Austin, but they do lose seventy-seven to seventy-two. What a night from Jasmine Shavers! She had twenty-seven points, Gus. Bailey Moppin had 22. Jada Wynn had 10. You also uh, saw Kelly Mora get a career high. She got quite a bit of minutes in this game, too, with eight points. Of course, Monterey product there. Um, So a better showing, better effort, but couldn't quite get it done in Austin. Uh, They will now take on Cincinnati on Saturday. That's a 1.30 start time at home, 107.7 Yes FM. Um, I'll tell you what, if you get that kind of effort, you can at least end the losing skid on Saturday. Yeah, it was a fun game to listen to. Really was because they, you know, the, the the difference between where they were on Saturday and, um, you know, where they were last night was miles apart. And, uh, yeah, to be commended. Uh, good news for Texas Tech men's golf. That is the 21st ranked Texas Tech men's golf as they cruised to a team title at the Prestige. Uh, 33 under as a team. Second place was the Kansas Jayhawks. If you were looking for how close the next team was, it was them at 21 under. So you (laughs) ran away uh, with this one uh, as a team. Up next for the Red Raiders is the Cabo Collegiate, hosted by the University of... 
Uh, I do know this. Is it Arkansas? It's Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's random. Yeah, it's very <laughs> random. I love the. This is one of my favorite things about golf. Is like, yeah, these teams that have nowhere. Think, you know, I think Purdue has one that they host that's like that as well. That's just off the. A little oh yeah, bit off it's the like wall, yeah. if you're like in the state of Indiana, why wouldn't you want to go like host an event in Hawaii if yeah. that's accessible to you, well, you or some like a nice course in Florida or yeah, something sure. like and that? And if you've got the juice to get it done, like if you've got a donor or an alum down there that make that facilitates that, I mean, you know, that makes that connection happen, absolutely. Uh, that will tee off on March 3rd at the Twin Dolphin Golf Club in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Uh. Sport video game players just had themselves a field day today. More and more news coming from the new college football game, College Football 25. As now, today was the first day for players to opt in. The news was if they do opt in uh, and agree to give them their likeness, they would get $600 and a copy of the game. And that $600 is a base, meaning that there can be you know, maybe for some more of the noticeable, uh, more, I guess, special players, marketable players. It's probably the right wording here um, that that money can go up with NIL. Um, but all, every single FBS team, I mean, this was, I think, about 9 o'clock this morning. All 134 teams were essentially tweeting out, we're in, we're in, we're in, as EA Sports did a big compilation of everybody saying they're all in. Nice. Um, so... It's funny that that is something people who love that game have not let it die because it's been since, what, 2013? Um, and why can't we get this done? Especially as NIL comes around. That's why I was killed in the first place. Right. Uh, and now what's funny to me is it's gone from the kind of video game niche mode over there where it was just like that pocket of people. And it was a big pocket. I was one still am, um, to something that very much has uh, been a, a heavy, heavy conversation of college sports the past two or three years with NIL, and that's what's cleared the way for it. And, of course, it was announced, what, a week ago that it was uh, got your first real announcement about it. The, the, I mean, it's, the rumblings have been going on for like a year and a half, but you get more and more news, and today you get the NIL side of it of what it means for college football players who choose to be a part of the game. Very cool. EA, it's in the game. And that is the juice. Uh, this on the chat line, NCAA 2014 was the last one, correct? Uh, this from Bullfighter. Hey, Gus, where do you think I could find these? Know of any other sport places to find them besides Fanatics? And these are some, some checkered. What is that? Oh, What's my. that design? Texas yeah. Ranger shorts. Yeah, like a checkered or maybe a plaid. No, it's not plaid, I guess. Right? Argyle? Is that Argyle? Yeah. Uh, I don't know my designs very well. Yeah, I don't know. Guessing Could designs be. with Tech Talk. Could be. But yeah. Well, Ben's the designer of the three you're of talking us. About, that's Fanatics? Is that it? What, yes. What's the, what? I'm okay. assuming that's... Yep. Nice, dude. Officially licensed gear. Okay. All right. Uh, did you see the... Uh, <laughs> Speaking of fanatics, did you see the fanatics pants thing going yeah. around for base? I mean, could we make those any thinner or any boy clear of what's going on underneath? Goodness gracious, paper thin pants. <laughs> yeah, that that whole uniform thing has been like that wasn't just a few guys griping on 
you know, social media, that thing's like picked up juice. Yeah. I mean, like it, it, it was a segment on the news the other day and, uh, you know, like it's, a, it's a thing. And, you know, they, this just in see MLB players underwear. Yeah. Fanatics and MLB are defending it. Like, Hey, they, they had done it with like, you know, tested a bunch of fabrics to make sure it was cool and summer and all that stuff. But it well, seemed like to me, it should the, be cool. I mean, it seemed like to goodness. me, the bigger beef was, uh, with the, like the rounded lettering on the jersey and some of that stuff, it looked kind of, it looked kind of, you know, it, it almost looked like something you'd go buy at the store and not like what the actual guys were wearing. But I know, have we'll, seen we'll see. more fanatics baseball uniforms this off season than I ever have, and none of it has been good. Like, none of it has been a positive right. for them. I mean, they are just getting beat down. Yeah, they are. Uh, this on the H Flooring Center chat line from Bobby Hot Dogs. Clint, how many White Claws are you going to hammer down tomorrow at the game? I will be uh, in Abilene tomorrow night. So. Oh, you calling some hoops? Calling some hoops. Nice. Oh, boy. Yeah. Some playoffs. It's Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Keep hitting us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line when we come back. We'll get into some Red Raider basketball. They had a big win over TCU. Hot tooth and nail to get it. We'll get Gus's thoughts on that. And take a look in at the Big 12 as there was an interesting result from last night. It's Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3. podcast put together with red raider fans in mind this is the tech talk podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction happy thursday it's tech talk here on double t 97.3 double t 97.3.com clint scott dr mike gustafson ben Porman. Behind the glass, you can give us a call, give us a ring if you want to. Visual Edge IT hotline is open, 806-771-0973. If you call that number, Ben will tell you the best sun-protecting clothing you can buy. He'll give you price ranges, too. I mean, he's got a catalog in there, if you will. He can even give you designs, argyle, plaid. Those are things we said today. Uh, Big 12 basketball. Is a nutcase, Gus. Um, and it, sometimes it's uh, so competitive it looks drunk. Oklahoma State yesterday, they beat Cincinnati. That was your standalone Big 12 game, 80-76. to 76. In, in Cincinnati. In, yeah, yeah, on the road. Right. And what I think is interesting with the Cowboys is you look up and you look in the standings, I think everybody had noted, hey, this is the worst team in the Big 12. And now, again, not suddenly making the tournament or anything like that. Four and nine in conference play, though, which is right, I mean, muddy with West Virginia and only a game behind the team they beat for Cincinnati, Kansas State, all in that pocket, which, again, it just shows you just how close the floor is in the best conference in America. Um, and for Cincinnati, this was a killer. Yeah, it is. Oh, my goodness. And I think that this probably 
I know there's some some games to make things up, and as we always say in the Big 12, there's certainly opportunity. But just what you would think for the Bearcats in year one, and from the outlook of the Big 12, hey, are you going to get nine in or are you going to get ten? Well, I was probably telling you you're going to get nine in. I mean, it's a it's a let's see, it's a quad three. No, hang on. Actually, is that not even? Oh, it's not even on this thing. Um, that should be. That that could be a quad three or quad four. Could be one of the worst losses on there, and that that's like counting all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, like the loss to. I mean, they're, right now their worst loss on the season is the road loss to West Virginia, mm-hmm. and but you, that this home loss, like you know, that that's a yeah. And you think about how good they were here. I mean, and just how how hard they were to play against and big and I mean, it, and the other thing is. You flip that around and go, okay, well, I'm not really concerned with Cincinnati. I mean, they're, they're, they're part of a discussion there mm-hmm. to be had. But you go, oh, great, OSU finding themselves just in time for us to head up there. You know, like, I mean, we, we knew. We preferred when, them just being on the mat, right? Yes, when, when we talked about Oklahoma State this year, the conversation was – uh, it's just how young they are. I mean, two freshmen in the starting lineup, also a sophomore, a freshman making big time contributions over there, and I'm I'm not suddenly going like, oh, we should be terrified of that game in Stillwater. Right. But if you are looking at the rest of your schedule, which again, all games are are winnable for you on the on the rest of the way out, and you'll see UCF. On the road on Saturday, which again would mark into the tricky territory, but a UCF team, I think you should go beat. Sure, um, it's it's not that you needed a a long distance wake up call, but I think everybody in the conference is looking at this, especially if you have Oklahoma State on the schedule or someone like that going. Boy, you just you you can't drop a game like this so close when sure. you're in the hey, how high can we climb seed wise in the NCAA tournament? Um, and then for like a Cincinnati. Or if you go into like a to me like a Texas type team who hasn't nailed their way all the way into the tournament, that is just a backbreaking type of loss. Specifically when you add for Cincinnati that that was at home, um, but still, right. I mean, right now, even though I'm talking, sitting here talking, hey, well, see, this is uh, how good the Big Twelve is. You know, even Oklahoma State has found their way into four wins. I mean, you you just can't drop a game like that. Now you're more focused right now uh, on UCF, and you're still uh, just getting out. I would say of party mode because you had a fun one. Yeah, ended no up being a fun yeah. one here in Lubbock. What an awesome game that was! And Clint, I, uh, you know, we we came in from our game and um, the the Tech baseball game with UTA, Jamie and I did, and um, you listened to it in the car on the way back to the hotel um go in for the post-game meal sit down finally you know get her food settle get the thing on jamie and i are sitting there back in the corner just with the game on quietly and it's 69 59 <laughs> so first of all thank you very much sorry we couldn't get there any sooner but clearly mm-hmm. jamie you guys I, were a little busy she, clearly jamie and i are the key to the victory yeah. there as uh-huh. uh but but <laughs> but the You're uh, lucky rabbit's foot but the play-by-play and the thing that i thought about as the game was unfolding and that was 10 point deficit with 655 left mm-hmm. okay let me just read you the scores like and this is just the play-by-play description all right of of our buckets down the stretch all right 
Um, yeah, and I guess we hit a three-pointer. Darian hit a three-pointer with 8.32 left to cut it to six, and then they got it back up to 10. All right, so 69.59. Lay up Kyron Lindsay. Lay up Pop Isaacs. Lay up Kyron Lindsay. Free throw, free throw, Pop. Free throw, free throw, Toussaint. Lay up Darian Williams. Dunk Darian Williams. Lay up, uh, free throw, free throw, layup. Free throw, free throw. Like, free throw, free throw. So, like, all of that stuff down the stretch. Layup, dunk, mm-hmm. free throw. And, uh, and and you know, we, we all, I think at this point, I mean, we all need to embrace the free throw shooting deal because it's, I, I think. Oh, yeah, well, I you're think, a good free throw shooting team. Yeah, I think, I think there's an interesting, like, fan behavior dynamic around free throws like you know just you you can have a 75 percent free throw shooting day which is just sort of average and just the gnashing you know from the fans and that oh my the humanity we missed two in a row you know it's just like you know like i get it they're all, you know you're gonna miss one anyway but 15 for 16 we had in in the second half we had that 11 for 11 game might have been ucf at home second half um mm-hmm. you know yeah i think i mean just remarkable and uh um and so clutch and and you know s- sometimes that's the isa that's the isa game mm-hmm. and sometimes it's an essential part of the comeback but i i just you know it, you think about this being a game that didn't involve our best big man and i just read to you the final umpteen scores, whatever it was, 20 points, and it was like, you know, two dunks, six layups or whatever, little things right around the bucket. But what, a, what a great job of – what a great job of executing and finding a way to win down the stretch, man. Well, I mean, and, that's so cool. And and you've had some comebacks, obviously, already this year, and, and they have felt – completely different because when you made that comeback in Norman, when you made the comeback against BYU here at home, what were you doing? You started shooting the lights right, out in right. the second half. And this was And that's where I was contrasting yeah, exactly. this. Yeah. You you found a way to win. Like all the cutters and, and layups and dunks. Pop Isaac's still obviously struggling. He's a big part of why you come back because he starts driving and like you go to that Darian Williams, which was a sweet yes. pass in transition. Um, you you found a way to fouled. attack the lane. Yes. Yeah, and then that's how you're going to the line, too. And I thought it was a much better job, too. I feel like this storyline has started to develop over the past couple of weeks. And, and not just with Pop Isaacs. I, th- I think there's a little bit of this with everybody. But, like, driving just to get to the line and not looking to finish. Like, the fouls will be there. But you have to put yourself in position to do that. Right. And I think that they did a much better job of that in that final stretch. And, I mean, you don't come back and win if not. The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey, Gus and I sporting our signature stand today. Right. Appreciate that. That's the deal. Nice and breezy, comfortable clothing. He's a big guy. I appreciate <laughs> the loose trim. Nice. Man. It is Tech Talk here on Double T97.3 and DoubleT97.3.com. Appreciate you joining us here on a Thursday. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Ben Poorman. 
Uh, you can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, questions like this. Gents at the new football training facility, facility looks like they're building a room underground. Do you all happen to know what that underground room will be used for? So, um, specifically, my answer is no, I don't know now. What I will tell you is when they built um, the baseball facility out in the left field corner this past year year and a half you know of course that construction was completed in the fall the deep hole that they built was the mechanical room beneath the underwater treadmill because when that underwater treadmill if it needs any sort of maintenance or basically to install the motors and all the things that drive the treadmill you know that to to service those they have to go down a basically a ladder into a room to be able to work on it from the bottom and so um my with that knowledge about the baseball facility i will answer and i know that football's getting that and that's the sort of thing because what what that provides you is obviously the ability to do rehab but it takes some of the load off in other words underwater you weigh less it's like kind of you know, like being in space, less gravity or whatever. I need to walk underwater. Yeah, and so it more. keeps. If okay. you're a 200 pound dude or 250, 300, whatever, and you're getting over a, you know, or you're rehabbing an ACL sure. and you're ready right. to start moving, but you're not ready for all the pounding and all the load, you could do that stuff underwater. Plus, they can put fins on you and create resistance and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. You know, it's way farther along than I knew it 35 years ago, but. um yeah, you know, I know that they're doing those those type, you know, the, that it'll be state of the art medical stuff and rehab stuff in there, and so that would be my guess is that's going to be more of a mechanical space than it is a basement. It's know, a hidden like layer full of ping pong tables <laughs> or whatever. I, I'm not saying that it's not. I won't. I won't speak. Okay, under it's either that or underground <laughs> fight ring where they invite other mascots yeah, exactly. to really duke it out. Right. Last mascot standing gets to go out right. onto the field. I'm gonna. <laughs> Again, I'm going to guess it's a mechanical space. But, uh, but we're going to hope for a yes, mascot fight ring. Absolutely. I would absolutely go and, uh, I don't know, put a 20 down. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be a great way to spend a Thursday night. Nothing going on. You know what? Scratch reintroducing yourself to your family. Mascot underground fight ring. Uh, no rules. This from D-Rock. USSR hockey team had won the last four golds in the Winter Olympics in dominating fashion. Oh, Lord, yes. Yeah, they were – it was not even close. I mean, again, they were – they were taking on – they were playing like the Canadian all-star team. I mean, like the NHL, the best players in the NHL from the nation of Canada would play the Red Army in a series. And there was a famous series um, in the early 70s in which they played. And it was – it was a brawl. I I mean, it was a brawl in terms of good hockey, but – it, it was a you know that's how good they were like they were playing NHL All Star teams and mm-hmm. and beating NHL teams and all that I mean and so we throw a bunch of college kids out there and win that thing so and it wasn't long by the end of the 1980s uh, you know the Russian players were coming over here and playing and and that that um, and the, and they jumped right into the NHL and you know we're on Stanley Cup teams and I mean just we're we're all over the place you know great, really good solid players just littering the the nhl speaking of hockey um i have added a and this is 
not I, I guess just way way high on the list because there's other things if I had the opportunity would probably surpass it but it's made the list of events that I would like to go watch mm-hmm. and I've watched hockey games live just a handful have enjoyed it every single time am looking forward to whenever I go back to the next one you know I've never actually I've never watched the stars play which that would be an easy trip and I need yeah, to do absolutely. especially with the stars yep. on top of it being a good team but you know the they do the outdoor series in the NHL mm-hmm. which I love I sent you uh, and our friend Dickens, a video the other day of a rookie <laughs> who made his NHL debut against the Islanders for the Rangers, and within under two minutes, he was in a fight. Oh yeah, he it dropped. was brilliant. Yeah, and he was, was awesome. he was he was trying to earn his place around there. Like, hey, I'm 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 trying to win the respect of my teammates, you know, because because he's a big physical dude. It's not like he's he's got silky mitts and you know is nimble on his feet and all that stuff. So. And the, you know the the old 1970s, 1960s, 80s, whatever the the old hockey goons were mm-hmm. kind of legislated out of the game. But but there's there's you know every team having a little bit of a tough guy there to uh, to to take on some of that stuff is there's still a place for it. And that young dude was like, you know, like immediately the veterans are like, hey, nice going, Rook. You know, like if he'd <laughs> gone out there and skated around for a while, it might not have been as uh, you know. He might not have been as noticed as him going, walking over to the biggest dude and tapping the guy on the shoulder and saying, hey, you want to dance? <laughs> My favorite part of that, because it was Matt Rempe, I think I've got his name right, mm-hmm. uh, who is fighting in this. And, and this wasn't why. It was just more of like watching the environment of, I mean, one, a bigger stadium than you can fit since it's outside. And I know this isn't the first year they've done this. I just I guess maybe I haven't paid attention to as much and this game was really good that the Rangers ended up coming back and winning against the Islanders but my favorite part of that fight and I feel like I've seen this quite a bit when you get into these yep these two guys are are duking it out one it's it cracks me up the refs you know because they're not going to go in and break this up right they're like this is a part of it part of the culture and they're just you know just very quietly sweeping away some of the gloves and things that they're dropping so while they're spinning right. they're not going to you know, fall sure. or trip or anything. But in this one, they do the fight, right? They're going, and then they both, like, they're like, you done? You right. done? Okay. And then <laughs> head it's, nod and, like, let's keep playing. <laughs> it's, it really is amazing when you, uh, when you, uh, um, you, you'll, you'll, you know, there'll be some mic'd up players and they'll get in scraps mm-hmm. and they'll do exactly what you're talking about, that they'll scrap. And sometimes they're pissed at each other. You think they're all like, heated pissed at each other wanting to kill each other huh. a bunch of those are just hey you good yeah i'm good nice job you know and they'll skate off and like wait a second well, you let's guys keep playing the hockey on. Blows, like let's keep man. going <laughs> yes you know they'll get tired and like you good yeah and the refs will be like hey fellas that's enough that's enough but you know if they're really like legit hate and they're trying to kill each other then no but but <laughs> all right as soon amazing. as he takes off a skate to yes. use it as a weapon maybe we break it it's, up it's amazing the number of those fights that are sort of Hey, let's get this place going. All right, you want to go? Yeah, sure, let's go. And they'll drop them and go. Then they're like, hey, nice job. (laughs) I haven't had the puck pass to me in like five minutes. Let's fight. Yes. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Appreciate you joining us here on a Thursday. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Ben Porman behind the glass. 
we uh, probably won't hear much from us tomorrow. A little bit. Yeah, maybe yeah, right just, there. Uh, yeah, yep. Snippet. I'll be scurrying again. over here after the game. to in Red Raider baseball in their home opener. 1.30 start time. Texas Southern. You'll see them, of course, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. No doubleheader on Saturday. Sometimes you see that here early on. Uh, but we won 30 on double T97.3 and 100.7 the score. Um, who? What did you think of Mr. Brady Trumbello? Well, he was a uh, he was a highlight of the weekend or of the I, I guess if you consider all of it a weekend, but he was a highlight <laughs> I've been, of Arlington. I've been saying that too, so it just felt yeah. like an extended weekend, even though uh, you know Tuesday and Wednesday were bit. sure. He. Um, you know, my my assumption is that he'll pitch on Tuesdays this year primarily, uh, but you never know. Um, you know, pitched it probably 87, 88, maybe 89 there, but, you know, commanded all three pitches for strikes and just showed a tremendous feel and got into a really good rhythm and, you know, was just rolling. And uh, in a way that, uh, you know, he clicked along for four scoreless, mm-hmm. you know, four hits, no walks, you know, no no free passes, no nothing. Struck out four, and it was just zip zip zip. Um, my my uh, my comp, I guess, is uh, and I'm a little reluctant to do this, but I, you know, the uh, don't I think hold it's right. back. Well, I think it's I think it helps fans to kind of go, oh, okay, but I don't don't misunderstand this and say he's the next. Um, Dad, gummit, I just went blank on Randy it. Randy um, Johnson. No, who? who Greg Maddox. Hang on, Dad, gummit, goofing around. I start <laughs> forgetting names, dude. Uh, Hunter Dobbins. He was a lot oh, like okay. Hunter Dobbins. Uh, Hunter Dobbins, okay. I think, is going to go underappreciated here at, at Tech because we never saw the best of him. And I'd say we, may, maybe most fans, never saw the best of him. And even we didn't see the most because he was going to be the Friday guy. In two in twenty twenty one, towards UCL on his elbow, the like the last start of the spring before the games, mm-hmm. and uh, his best outing in twenty twenty was probably or he, he was clicking along in twenty twenty right before COVID, mm-hmm. and and didn't have any fastball command against Mississippi State in Biloxi. We know how good that team was. One of them shortstop's already in the big leagues, and Foscue's already knocking at the door for the Rangers, and. Uh, and and he he pitched on a night where he didn't have fastball command. He mixed pitches and and kept Tech in that game. Lost it like three to two right before COVID. And uh, uh, I'm like, man, that dude, you know, he's about to be a weekend guy. We're about to, you know, this is about to. And so anyway, do I? So am I writing all those checks for Trombello? No, I'm just saying he reminds me of that because Dobbins first year in 2019, he he looked a lot like Trombello, you know, a little bit. You know, kind of tall and slender. You know, some like a lot of freshmen hadn't put that extra three miles on his fastball. Hasn't ticked up fifteen pounds. You know, all that stuff's still in there. Uh, but he immediately comes out, and there's like feel for a cutter, change up the whole deal. And so I, I was really excited by him. My guess is that he'll pitch a lot on Tuesdays this year. And uh, you know, I'm excited to see his development. I hope he has a, a great year. Now. I, hope, I mean, I hope there's more of that, and it wasn't just super fluky, but it didn't look yeah. fluky. Well, and, and this maybe maybe I just missed this, but you know that was the the big mystery of the extended weekend, if you will, is who was going to start Tuesday, who was right. going to start Wednesday, 
Um, I think a lot of people maybe weren't thrown off, but got their answer when Huffling had extended innings. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that was certainly someone that was thrown out and, you know, you still will find out more about the, the midweek and how he'll be, how he'll specifically be used. But with all the names that kind of had been thrown out, didn't hear Trombello, right? At least to my knowledge, be I someone agree. that was like, well, maybe, maybe it's going to be, maybe it's going to be the freshman or that right. freshman specifically. Right. It was a lot of Hewer mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And Hewer ended up going three plus against, uh, I think three plus, two and two thirds, three, three, three and a third against, uh, um, Nebraska and meaningful, you know, and meaningful spots. Um, yeah, and there's a lot to like with him. Um, of course, he's bigger kid, you know, drafted, um, you know, a little more on the fastball than Trombello. Trombello's probably got more feel for certainly a third pitch and maybe even a second pitch than Hewer, but Hewer, he I mean, he did not back down, man. He mm-hmm. he got, you know, and so, um, you know, the, the other dude that'll be fun to watch and how he'll be used this year, it may be exactly like we saw it for kind of multi-inning reliever type stuff, uh, you know, and, yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I agree, Trombello, because – and, and you know, we, we as we sort of ran through the – and Tim talked about it in some of his preseason media, like, yeah, you know, everybody's thinking of a list of five or so guys, and he would rattle off the names, you know, fast. Mm-hmm. I mean – uh uh, Robinson and Petty, da, 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 da. you know. Well, Tabor Tabor threw a scoreless inning yesterday, fast. Um, but he he had only had his. I think that was he had only faced he had only pitched in the very last inner squad that last weekend. Like he got a late start, as did Trent and Parrish. And so both of those guys just go on an inning this past weekend. Maybe they just go an inning or two. So they're a little bit behind the others. Mm-hmm. You know, they certainly haven't ramped up a pitch count up to 70 or whatever <laughs> like like some of the starters did. Yeah. So, uh, you, you know, the, the, they're fine. They're going to be okay. But I'm just saying, like, um, you know, and both of those dudes threw strikes as well. We really only had a couple of hiccups in the not throwing strikes department. And, uh, you know, one of, one of them was Caleb Rogers, and that's – wait, is that right? Jacob. Jacob. I did that yesterday did that on the yesterday. broadcast. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I even wrote it down on a sheet. Of he's paper. got you so hyped in the it. basketball game, and he's on the court. He just can't get away from it. Caleb Rogers has been a big part of my vocabulary this 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 winter. Well, I would say this since Christmas because he has become a fun part of the yeah. basketball spectacle because sure. he's down there hyping up the suits. But yeah, Caleb and Jacob, Jacob lost. You know, Caleb, Jacob lost his command yesterday. You know, in his third inning of work, but the stuff is real. And yeah. so it's one of those guys, you know, like we even got texts to the show when I was on with you, I guess on Monday, like, hey, should have been taken out quicker. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, yeah, in a perfect world, yes. But his stuff is good enough that you got to, you got to give that, you got to keep running that dude out there and giving him chances. There will be a point at which you don't. But, you know, it's like Brendan Gurton and some of those guys, you got to keep, you got to keep hanging in there because the stuff that he's got would allow him to pitch to Oregon State and handle that level of, this has been the Tech Talk Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.